good morning everybody i'm pastor mike say hello pastor mike welcome to the decker kitchen so this is week five of our covid 19 quarantine season how's everybody holding up uh, last week we broadcasted from the decker household and uh, i heard positive things so we're going to give it another shot give me a thumbs up thumbs down maybe let me know in the comments, uh, whether you like it or not. Speaking of which, I love, one of the things I love about this whole digital worship experience has been the Facebook uh, chatting that a lot of you are doing online. Uh, clearly, I'm not able to interact with you when we're doing the live broadcast, but after we're done, I will go on and I will just kind of cycle through everybody's comments, and it's been really fun for me to interact with with many of you and so keep it up i love seeing those screenshots and uh you know pictures of, of yourself wherever you might be watching and this last week i got one of the greatest comments i'm still laughing about it uh it came i'm just trying to pull it up here real quick it came from elena gross and uh, elena is up in the pacific northwest might have been might have already moved to south dakota last time we talked she was headed there but this is what she wrote and and this is so cool elena so thank you for sending it in she says mike decker we have never been in a church with such comfortable seats <laughs> how great is that and no one cared when i kicked my shoes off or that i brought my cats <laughs> so good so so I want to see a picture of your cats, Elena. Um, and for the rest of you who are animal lovers, make sure you take a picture, uh, put it on the post. Melissa, I think, is going to be interacting with you even as, as we talk today. And uh, let's get a little community going. So well done. Well done, everybody. If you like something that I say, say amen. If you have a problem with something, say, I'm not sure I agree with that. But at any case, uh, for Facebook viewers, Make sure that you're 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 engaging. It's it's just a fun fun experience. Well, we are, uh, as many of you know, are in this series called Words, W O R D S words. And today we're going to look at actually four words that we find in our Bible story. And so, if you're taking notes, whether it's in paper or if you want to use our Palm Harvest app, which is super cool, you can do that. Jot down these four words. You ready? The word fear and peace. That's one combo. Fear and peace. And then the second combo of words are the words past and future. Past and future. So we have fear and peace and then past and future. Now, the big idea of our conversation today is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Unlock the door and go. Now, that may not make very much sense right now, but I promise you it will. But that's the big idea. Unlock the door and go. You got it? Okay, cool. Now, grab your Bibles, whether it's in paper or digital form. I want you to turn to the Gospel of John chapter 20. John's found in the New Testament portion of our Bibles. And here in John chapter 20, we're, what we're reading really is the Easter story uh, just on the morning of 
of Jesus' resurrection. So let me say a quick prayer, and then uh, we're going to dive in and apply this big idea to our life. So join me for prayer. So Heavenly Father, um, Lord Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, we come to you today with open hands, and we pray that you would teach us something new. Refresh our hearts, renew our minds, Lord, and help each one of us to capture at least one thing, Lord, from this Bible story that we're reading together today. Grow us, we ask, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Awesome. Okay, John chapter 20, verse 19. John 20, verse 19, this is what we read. That Sunday evening, Easter Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. And he said again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now write this down, point number one in your notes. Fear can be paralyzing. Fear can be paralyzing. You know, here we read in John chapter 20 that the the disciples... Jesus' you know, his prime leaders are, are gathered together. They're huddled together in this room with the doors locked. And the Bible says it's because they are what? They are afraid of the Jewish leaders. Now, review in your mind this Easter story. They have reason to be fearful, do they not? You know, only three days earlier, these disciples had watched Jesus being killed. Three days earlier, they had been with him in the Garden of Gethsemane. If you read the kind of the backstory where Jesus was uh, accosted and he was arrested in the dark of the night by the Roman uh, soldiers and uh, a host of spiritual leaders, Jewish spiritual leaders. They watched helplessly as Jesus was, his body was beaten and broken and then laid on a wooden cross and crucified until finally Jesus breathed his last breath and died. Only three days earlier, these disciples had watched how Jesus' body had been buried in this rock tomb. But if you'll remember from last week's conversation, and if you know the story, you'll remember how on this particular Sunday morning, here we are in the evening, but on this particular morning, they found that Jesus' tomb was empty. In fact, a few of Jesus' followers, one of whom was Mary Magdalene, had actually seen Jesus alive and had talked to them, talked to him. And so as you can imagine, these disciples, as they're in this room, none of this made any sense. And so as they, as, as they gather together to try to process, process everything, one of the things that we see here is that they're feeling fear. And friends, as maybe some of you have experienced firsthand, fear can be, it can be paralyzing. You know, have you ever felt afraid? You know, more specifically, have you ever done battle with the enemy called what if? 
Here in this Bible story, I propose to you that these disciples were engaged in the battle of the what if. What if the Roman soldiers come and, and they arrest us like they did Jesus? You know, what if these Roman officials and these Jewish religious leaders come after Peter, our, our, our team leader, because he cut that guy's ear off? What if these Roman soldiers gather together our family and then they drag us outside the city and they kill us and our family like they did Jesus? What if? Jesus' disciples, his inner circle of leaders, are now in this room and they are huddled together and they are doing battle with the enemy that I call, call what if. Have you ever fought the battle of the, of the what ifs? If so, then you likely can attest to the truth that fear can be what? Paralyzing. Which explains why we read here how Jesus' disciples are in this room with the doors locked because the Bible says they are afraid. They are scared. Now, I want you to personalize this just a little bit. You know, when you look at your own life and maybe your own experiences, what things have paralyzed you? Anything come to mind? You know, what things cause you to hesitate? Maybe you're watching today and maybe one of the things that comes to your mind is you said, Mike, you could say, Mike, you know, I've experienced relationship loss in my life. You know, I've had my heart broken. And maybe right now, if, if, that, if that's you, now you're not so sure as you look toward the future whether or not you want to kind of put yourself out there again, whether or not you want to make your, yourself vulnerable. Why? Why is that? Because fear can be paralyzing, can it not? Perhaps you're watching today and you, you know what it's like to suffer the loss of a job. Whether you've been fired or maybe laid off, you know, because of some kind of company downsizing and now you're unemployed, maybe perhaps you're in the, you know, receiving unemployment checks. And, and, and so the, and the thought of maybe starting a new job or maybe even transitioning into a new career path, for you, maybe you're feeling scared. Maybe you're feeling timid. Maybe you're concerned about your own hireability. Ability, if you can say that. And so rather than go out and start knocking on doors, rather than try to dust off your resume or even go back to school so you can kind of learn some new skills, you just stay at home and you kind of hunker down and thereby not maximize your full potential. Why? Because fear can be paralyzing. The Bible says here, friends, that the disciples were afraid. And as they're huddling together, this is great, what happens? Poof, right? Suddenly Jesus, the Bible says, is standing there among them. And the first words that Jesus speaks to calm the startled hearts of his beloved friends are the words, peace be with you. Why? You see, peace is the opposite of Fear. You know, these disciples, they had thought they had lost Jesus, didn't they? That's why they're hiding in a room behind locked doors. And suddenly, poof, Jesus, I love the word, suddenly there. He, he, he is, poof is, by the way, my own, my own 
words, but poof, he's standing there suddenly among them, and the first words he speaks is, what's up, boys? You got anything to eat? No, really, that, that's what it says, because if you read another passage of Scripture, in Luke chapter 24, for example, in verse 39, one of the things, the first things that Jesus says is, hey, touch me, everybody. Put your hands in my hands and put your hand in my sight. Feel me. Uh, hey, everybody, you got anything to eat? In fact, in verse 42 of, of Luke chapter 24, it tells us that they watched Jesus eat some fish. Now, why is that a big deal? Why make a big deal about that? Well, pretty simple in my mind. It's because ghosts, ghosts don't eat fish, do they? This is no figment of their imagination. Jesus is real and Jesus is alive. And friends, Jesus offers us his peace. Point number two in your notes. Peace be with you, Jesus says. Jesus offers you and he offers me what he offers his disciples. Jesus offers us peace. You know, we're told here that Jesus shows them in verse 20, he shows them his wounds, the scars in his hands and the scar in his side, reinforcing the truth that he is very much alive. And then once again, interestingly enough, once again, the Bible says here in verse 21 that Jesus says, peace be with you. Now church, I want you to think about this for for a, a moment, why do you think Jesus felt it necessary to tell his disciples two times, peace be with you? I don't think it's that complicated. I think it's a simple truth that reinforces the simple truth that fear can be paralyzing. Now don't miss this. Jesus hadn't given up on his disciples. There's no mention in this story or in any of the other Gospels, there's no mention of Jesus being disappointed with his friends. But what there is mention of is that Jesus has this incredible capacity and confidence in them to help change the world and to impact the lives of the people in their circles of influence. And the reason I know that is because we can read here in these verses, Jesus is commissioning that he says, as the Father has sent me, verse 21, so I am sending you. Unlock the door and go. Do you know what often keeps us from taking risks and meeting, moving forward? I think it's the fear of failure. Would you agree with that? It's the fear of, of being hurt again. It's maybe the fear of maybe not matching up to our own standards. It's the fear of letting people down, maybe disappointing them. It's the fear of, you fill in the blank. Friends, fear can be paralyzing. You know, the disciples, they had just lost their best friend, Jesus. And think about this. When he needed them the most, what was their response? They ran. They broke friendship rule number one. You never leave your buddy when he's down. But they did. They abandoned him. They broke their friendship covenant. 
and now perhaps feeling a little bummed out about their decision and their weakness and their lack of courage, certainly not, certainly at fear of losing, now at fear of losing their own lives and maybe the lives of their loved ones, we read here that they're hiding. These spiritual giants are hiding in a room with the doors locked. But then Jesus suddenly shows up, doesn't he? And he bestows upon them, and I think he bestows upon you and me this wor these words, peace be with you. And then notice what he does next. He commissions them. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Church, what is Jesus saying here? He's saying, brothers, Guys, I haven't given up on you. Unlock the door and go. You know, years ago, I remember reading, early on in my ministry, I read this story of this young executive, this business executive who had, he was an up-and-comer, he had lots of potential, and so he had a lot of freedom in, in the job that he did, but as a result of a decision that he made, he ended up, he ended up, losing this deal that cost his company $1 million. Well, it wasn't long before he got back to the office when his phone rang and it was the, the owner's administrative assistant said, hey, uh, can you come up to the office? The boss wants to see you. Well, he knew what that was all about. And so he quickly drafted his, his resignation letter and as he walked up you know, to the boss's office, he, he just felt himself feeling overwhelmed with really a spirit of gratitude for the opportunity that his boss had given to him, this owner of this company and the trust that he had, had given to him. And yet, as he, as he sat down and, and the, this owner said to him, so you, you know why I, I asked you to, to my office, don't you? And he said, yeah, and he kind of took his resume and he slid it across the table. And the owner, the owner said to him, what's this? Well, he said, this is my resignation letter. Don't you want it? <laughs> and he said, the boss, the boss kind of leaned back in his chair and gave out this big laugh. And he said, are you kidding me? He said, keep your resignation letter. We just invested $1 million in your education. Basically, brother, son, he said, learn from your mistake, right? And keep moving forward. Isn't that the kind of the sort of the attitude that Jesus says here in, in the, these verses? He's saying, guys, you may have tripped up a little bit. That's okay. So stop living in the past. Stop being controlled by fear. Unlock the door and go and move forward into the future. Don't live in the past. Go into the future with confidence. Because my resurrection peace is with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. You know, I wonder if that's a word that some of you need to hear today, is it? I can't help but wonder if maybe some of you who are, who are watching today might find yourself or feel like you're in a similar place as Jesus' disciples. You know, maybe you're living in the past Maybe you find yourself spending all too much time thinking about the mistakes that you've made back there. And friends, what I, I want to suggest to you is I believe what Jesus is saying to his disciples, what he's saying to you and what he's saying to me, what he invites us to do is to say no to fear and yes to peace. 
and to embrace in our lives the power of Jesus' resurrection, which allows us to leave our past in the past and move forward into the future with confidence, to unlock the door and go. Listen, I invite you to, to ask yourself the question, where am I living in my life with a lack of confidence? Where in my life am I being a little bit of timid? You know, where in your life when you evaluate kind of the whole persona of it, maybe even in this COVID-19 season that we're in, where is fear creeping in? You know, I find myself, and I've heard other people talk about this, you know, you get a little cough or sniffle and you go, uh-oh, do I have it? Am I going to get sick? Where is fear holding you back, brothers and sisters, unlock the door and go. Who are you listening to? Are you listening to the lies of the devil or are you gonna claim the promises of Jesus? Will you allow his peace to fill your spirit and will you unlock the door and go? Let me close with this. Do y'all remember the 1980 winter Olympic Games. Back in 1980, and some of you uh, who grew up with me are going to remember this, I know that in 1980, I lived in the state of Minnesota, uh, a town called Apple Valley, um, outside of the Twin Cities, <clears throat> excuse me, and in 1980, I was a senior in high school. And I can remember, uh, as a senior, I, one of the things I was looking forward to was graduating from high school and then going to the University of Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, to go to school. Now I was a little athletic, but not certainly not athletic enough to, to compete at a Division I uh, level. And so one of my goals was to march in the Golden Gopher Marching Band. I love the Golden Gopher Marching Band. Well, during that era, in particular in 1980, one of the, the athletic teams that was super good was the Golden Gopher hockey team. They had a player on their team by the name of Neil Broughton. Uh, Neil, uh, not only did he play in the Olympics, but he went on to have this incredible career. He played like, I think, 17 years or something like that in the NHL. But the coach at that time, the Golden Gopher hockey college coach uh, of, of, of Minnesota was a guy by the name of, help me out, Herbie Brooks. Good job, Kirk. I know you, I know you know that. Well, that year, 1980, in the Winter Olympics, Herb Brooks, the coach for the Golden Gopher University of Minnesota hockey team, was asked to coach the Olympic team. Well, if you know anything about Olympic hockey, for you historian buffs out there, you will remember how for like the five of the last six Olympics, the Soviets had won. They were dominating. They would fill their teams with professional players where back then uh, this was... We, U.S. was kind of arrogant, I guess, in a sense, and proud that said, no, we're not going you know, to put professionals on our team. We're just going to have amateurs. And so everybody knew that the Soviets were going to beat, the, were gonna beat the, the U.S. team in, in hockey. 1980, they were supposed to win. Now let me segue, and then I'm going to come back to that. Have you never, ever noticed how fear can cause a person to make mistakes. How if you fear making a mistake, that in many cases you will, you ever experienced that? It kind of comes, becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you don't really care, 
how things turn out. You know, if you're, if you're really not concerned about being perfect, or maybe in the case of a sports game, if you're really not all that concerned about having to win, you ever found that you kind of have this looseness about you that in many cases allows you to actually play or perform even better? Well, in 1980, the United States Olympic hockey team were not supposed to win. They were supposed to be dominated by the USSR. And if you remember the story, you'll remember how the United States Olympic hockey team made up of a bunch of high school or rather college amateurs, how they defeated the USSR by a score of four to three. Two days later, they beat Finland to capture and claim for themselves the Olympic gold medal. It was a great, <laughs> it's a great Olympic moment. You say, Mike, what's your point? Here's my point. I feel like today's Bible invitation and today's challenge that Jesus is saying to you and to me is maybe the same kind of speech that Herbie Brooks might have said to his Olympic hockey team. Guys, unlock the door and go. Because with God's help, we can say no to fear and we can say yes to peace. We can build on our past, but we don't have to stay there. But rather, with God's help, we can move forward and we can move into our future and we can face those giants. Unlock the door and go. You say, Mike, I might fail. Yeah? Yeah, you might. But with God's help, will you try anyway? You say, Mike, I might get hurt. I mean, I just came through this relationship and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not really sure that I want to open myself out because I might have my heart ripped out again. Yeah, yeah, you might. You put your heart out there, you practice intimacy and make yourself vulnerable. There's always a chance that you might get hurt, but there's also a chance that you might find love. You say, Mike, I'm, I'm scared. I might, I might make a mistake. Yep, you might. But will you unlock the door and go anyway? Friends, I don't know what fears are holding you back, but you do. And I don't know what kind of self-confidence challenges you are carrying on your shoulders, but Jesus does. And when I read this Bible story, this truth that is reinforced over and over and over and over again to me is this truth that Jesus believes in you and he is with you and he challenges you and me to unlock the door and go. So will you dare to trust him and receive in faith his blessing of peace? Will you pray this prayer with me? This is how we're gonna close. As always, I encourage you to put the palms out of your open in front of you in the hands. And just in your heart, whether you wanna pray with your eyes open or close your eyes, it's up to you. Just pray this prayer in your heart. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for believing in me. And thank you for forgiving my sins. And I ask today, Jesus, that you would fill within me, in my heart and in my mind, your resurrection power so that I can move away from my past and into my future so I can say no to fear and yes to peace 
And I ask you today that you would unlock my potential. Church, you can do this. With God's help, you can make a difference in, in, in someone's life. And so I just really invite you this week as you go through your routine that you keep your eyes and your, your open to the people around you and the circles around you. And as I often just say, you are God's hands and you are God's feet to make a difference in this world. So friends, unlock the door and go. And as you go, let me know. Let me know how you're doing. Send me a prayer request. Send me your praise reports. Because together, together, God's going to use us to make a difference. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.